and um, those chapters um, um, quite a, they were quite um, interesting chapters uh, in the sense that uh, Paul had a, a, some some awesome time, um, some awesome moments uh, in terms of being on trial and things like that. Uh, uh, that's the whole of chapter 24. So now today we're just going to be doing chapters 25 and 26. So uh, that's what we're going to be doing today. Uh, pray that, I pray that the Lord will bless us and minister to us through this in the name of Jesus. Okay, so let's go. Chapter 25. So the, the um, what was happening in chapters 24 and 25? I mean, 23 and 24, Paul was on trial uh, before Felix. Um, so, uh, and they couldn't find anything. They hired lawyers against him. They couldn't find any uh, cogent accusation against him. Uh, but uh, but uh, Festus left him, I mean, yeah, Felix left him in prison for two years, uh, just going to and fro, uh, just because, and the Bible says, Felix expected that uh, uh, Paul was going to uh, give him a bribe. So, and we said a lot of things about that, but let's just go ahead uh, today. You can just get a podcast uh, of, our, of our lectures the last time. So, um, this is all, always on your favorite podcast. Just look at the search for Tolu Topodada. So, chapter 25, let's just go straight. Three days after Festus arrived in Caesarea to take over new responsibilities, uh, he left for Jerusalem. So, now, this is it. So, um, Felix was the governor. He had to hand over to Festus. So, now, a new governor is taking taking over the case. And a few things happened here. So, I'll, read, I'll just read and paraphrase. Um, when the leading priest and other Jewish leader met him uh, and made the accusations against Paul, they asked Festus, as a favor to transfer Paul to Jerusalem, planning to ambush and kill him on the way. Anybody planning an ambush for you, for your destiny? Anybody trying to seek favors with authorities just to ambush you on the way? The Lord will frustrate their plans in the name of Jesus. So, um, but Paul, but Festus replied that Paul was at Caesarea and he himself will be returning there soon. So he said, those of you in authority can return with me if Paul had done anything wrong, you can make your accusations. About eight to ten days after Festus returned to Caesarea, and on the following day, he took a seat in court, or that Paul be brought in. When he arrived, the Jewish leaders from Jerusalem gathered around and made many serious accusations they couldn't prove. Paul denied, I am not guilty. Paul denied the charges. I am not guilty of any crime against the Jewish laws or the temple. All Roman government, he said. And Festus, and Festus, wanting to please the Jews, asked him, Are you willing to go to Jerusalem and stand trials before me there? Now look at it. I, I, and I love the introductory phrase here. He knew that these had no basis. These accusations and these trials had no basis. But in order to, to please the Jews, that was that was the whole stuff. Um, um Festus was doing here just to please the Jews. And people are going to play with people's destinies. People are going to play with people rotting in jail just because you want to please some people, just because you want to please a couple of people. I, I mean, it's 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 serious. It's serious. So, okay, so, and of course, knowing what could happen to him there. So let's look at Paul's 
uh, uh, response? Paul replied, no, this is the official Roman court, so I ought to be tried right here. You know very well that I am not guilty of harming the Jews. If I had done something worth of that, I don't refuse to die. But if I'm innocent, no one has a right to turn me over to these men to kill me. I appeal to Caesar. Now, look at it. So he wanted to, he knew right, quite all right that going to Jerusalem was in, I mean, was in trial. What uh, Festus was suggesting was in trial. It was just murder. And he said, it's straight. Why hand me over to these people who want to kill me? Uh, there are some times that we really need to talk and not just, and I, Paul could have said, God's will be done. Or, um, I mean, he spoke up here. These ones want to kill me. And he said, why are you going to do this? Why give me, why put me, why, why hand me over to people that could, uh, that have my life, uh, 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 that, that, that want to kill me? And, and I, I mean, it's straightforward. So, uh, so as Christians, there are times that we really, really, really need to, we need to be able to speak up uh, and actually say some things. Uh, the Lord will help us. The Lord will give us um, um, uh, boldness to speak up uh, and say some things in Jesus' name. Okay, so he said he appealed to Caesar. And why will he appeal to Caesar? Because Paul knew his craft. Paul was a lawyer. Paul understood what was happening. Paul knew his craft. Uh, I mean, there are times that we need to know our craft, not just saying, uh, you know, these days that people just say, yeah, no, don't worry, I'm just, it's just the Bible law, I, I know, it's just the Bible I'm talking about. It's very good, he has been knowledgeable about the Bible, but be knowledgeable about the law of the land as well, be knowledgeable about processes, know your craft. There's nothing wrong with that. So he appealed to Caesar, okay, um, verse 12, Festus conferred with his advisors and, re and replied, very well, you have appealed to Caesar, and to Caesar you will go. A few days later, King Agrippa arrived with his sister Bernice to pay respects to Festus. During their stay of several days, Festus discussed Paul with the king. There is a prisoner here and told him whose case was left to me by Felix. When I was in Jerusalem, the leading priest and the Jewish leaders pressed charges against him, asked me to condemn him. So now, this, I mean, if you just read this whole story, it was like, this guy must die, no matter what he does. So they just keep bringing up charges and he just explained everything. Um, okay, let's, let's look at, uh, let's just, for the accusations, let's just go ahead. Uh, so I pointed them out that Roman law does not, verse 16, Roman law does not convict people without a trial. They must be given an opportunity to confront their accusers and defend themselves. When his accusers came here for trial, I couldn't, I didn't delay. I called for the case the very next day, ordered Paul to be brought in. Um, but the accusations made against him weren't any, weren't any of crimes I expected. Instead, it was something about their religion and a dead man named Jesus, who Paul insists was alive. Let's even assume that all these were wrong. All these were not, I mean, let's assume that Paul was wrong. These things are not crimes that that's require me that, that is punishable by death. This is not, I mean, you don't, you're not going to die because you claim a man is still alive. Uh, you claim that, look at all this. It's not, it's not, it's not worth dying uh, uh, for. And these guys wants to kill Paul because of this. So why? 
because I've, I've wondered why why and if you look at even these days all religions will unite even religions that don't see face to face they will unite against christianity everybody all other beliefs will unite against christianity why then there's something special about christianity there's something because let's even assume that paul was wrong he was blabbing rubbish why do you want to kill him for because of that so let's just go ahead so um verse 20 i was at a loss to know and investigate this thing so i asked him whether he would be willing to stand trial on these charges in jerusalem but paul appealed to have his case decided by the emperor so i ordered that he be held in custody until i could arrange him to to until i could arrange to send him to caesar i'd like to hear the man myself agrippas said and first of replied you will tomorrow so the next day agrippa and bernice arrived the auditorium with great pomp accompanied by military officers and prominent men of the city Festus ordered that paul be brought in uh, the fellow said, King Agrippa and all who are here, this is the man whose death is demanded by the Jews, by all the Jews, both here and in Jerusalem. And in my opinion, he hasn't done anything deserving death. However, since he appealed his case to, to the emperor, I have decided to send him to Rome. But what shall I write to the emperor? Now, look at this. You are, as in, there's nothing to even write on the chat sheets. <laughs> I mean, okay, let's let us. So, what shall I? Well, what shall I write to the emperor for? There is no clear charge against him. So, I brought him before all of you, especially you, King Agrippa, so that after you examine him, I might have something to write. For it makes no sense to send a prisoner to the emperor without specifying the charges against him. For it made sense to deny, to detain him for two years without charge. I mean to send him to the emperor you can't even hold on to any charge um that he has committed but it made sense for you to, de to detain him for two years and look at how people just perverse justice just go all about to 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 say also i mean to uh, i mean this is just talking from both sides of the mouth you, you can't send him to the emperor uh because there's nothing to write he has not done anything wrong but you can hold him for two years and there's nothing he has done wrong. I mean, people are just some people are just hell bent just because they want to please some people are in power. They want to please the Jewish leaders, knowing fully well that Paul had done nothing wrong. Anybody in your life, anybody in my life that is holding us to ransom, holding us on the spot, despite the fact that they, they, we, have, we are innocent, or even, I mean, they, they have nothing against us, but because they want to gain favors, they are using power against you, they are using either physical or spiritual power against you, I render such power useless today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay, so let's quickly go to chapter 26, then I'll take your questions. Please feel free to uh, type your questions on, on LinkedIn, I mean, sorry, on Instagram and on, on Facebook. Okay, chapter 26. So this is the case before Agrippa now. Then Agrippa said to Paul, you may speak in your defense. So Paul, gesturing with his hand, started his defense. I'm fortunate, King Agrippa, that you are the one hearing my defense today against all these accusations made by the Jewish leaders. For I know you are an expert on all Jewish customs and controversies. Now, please listen to me patiently. Okay, verse 4. As the Jewish leaders were all aware, I was given 
a thorough Jewish training from my earliest childhood among my own people and in Jerusalem. And if they wouldn't, if they would admit it, they know I've been a member of the Pharisee, the strictest sect in our religion. Now I'm on trial because of my hope in the fulfillment of God's promise made to our ancestors. In fact, that is why the 12 tribes of Israel zealously worship God night and day. And they share the same hope I have. Yet, Your Majesty, they accuse me of having this hope. Why does it seem incredible to any of you that God can raise the dead? I used to believe that I ought to do everything I could to oppose this same Jesus, the Nazarene. Indeed, I just did that in Jerusalem, authorized by the leading priests. I caused many believers to be sent to prison. I cast my vote against them when they were condemned to death. Many times I had them punished in the synagogue to get them cursed Jesus. So I violently opposed to them that I uh, that I chased them down in foreign cities. Okay, let's look at this. Uh, could it just be the reason why Paul also is being held without a charge? Could it just be the law of sowing and reaping? That even despite the fact that um, he's, he's now repented, he's now preaching the gospel, it's the law of sowing and reaping. Um, there's a scripture that says God is, if we co uh, confess our sins, is faithful and just to forgive us. Now, the faithfulness, the faithful part of God will forgive you 100%, like you will not remember. But the just part of it is if you deserve two strokes of a cane, you're going to give you two, two strokes of a cane. So possibly this is just the law of sowing and reaping coming back to each other. But there's something really significant uh, in the next couple of verses that I want us to look at. So one day, so um, was talk, what just to talk about is Damascus experience now. One day, I chased... I was on such mission to Damascus, uh, armed with the security, armed with the authority and commission of the leading priest. About noon, Your Majesty, I was on the road. The light from heaven, brighter than the sun, shone down on me and my companions. Now, how will light brighter shine at 12 noon? 12 noon is the peak of sunlight. I'm into renewable energy and solar so i understand this now that's the peak that's the highest that's the brightest of sunlight and now you now have a brighter light that is that shows when 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 the bible calls god father of light sun sun is sun is 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 is, is a learner the sun is a learner when it comes to the light of god so the light that can that can be brighter than the 12 noon sun imagine how bright that light is but this was not in the evening, this was not in the night. This was not when the sun was about to set and there's something shining. We now think that, because a lot of things, scientifically you can think that, oh, maybe cloud covered it and then, you know, at that six o'clock, the sun came back again and went very uh. But this one, the sun was up at 12 noon, something brighter than the sun. I mean, something you can notice at 12 noon. Something so bright you can notice at 12 noon. Imagine how bright that light is. So now, what 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 happened? Uh, we fell down. I heard a voice saying in Aramaic, "Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It is useless for you to fight against my will." Now, if you look at this, Saul never at this point, Paul or Saul never physically persecuted Jesus. He was only persecuting those who believe in Jesus. Now, what what is this telling me? That if anybody hurts me. 
they are hurting Jesus. Jesus is going to press P on it. Jesus is going to take it personal. Jesus is going to take it personal. If you hurt me, you are doing the same thing. So, I mean, Jesus is going to see it as you're doing it to him. Even the, Jesus has said it that in the last days, a lot of people are going to come and uh, Jesus is going to tell them, oh, thank you. You fed me while I was thirsty. You gave me this. While I was doing this, you did this. And they will ask, Lord, when did we do all this? We didn't know when we did all this. And he said, no, in as much as you do it to any of these, my believers, yes, you've done it to me. So, if anybody is persecuting you, if anybody is hurting you, if anybody is, is, is fighting against you, they are fighting against Jesus. God is going to press P on it. God, Jesus is going to take it personal. Look at it. Jesus asked him, why are you persecuting me? He didn't say, why are you persecuting my followers? He didn't say, why are you persecuting my, 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 my disciples? So Jesus takes us personal. In fact, it says that the air of our head is numbered. They are numbered. Not counted. They are numbered. What's the difference between that? If it's counted, you know that, okay, probably you have 10,000 strands of hair in your on your head that's counted or they are numbered when one falls off while combing in the morning jesus knows that that is hair no that strand number 5764 they are numbered he knows it to those details so imagine if someone is hurting someone that god takes that much care to know details about please don't hurt see the devil is cheating us when it makes us to point our swords and our guns against each other as Christians, as believers. Because when two sons, when two children are fighting, who will the father support? We're all children of God and we fight against each other. We gossip, we, we backbite, we do all sorts of things against each other. God is taking these things personal. Don't hurt people who God loves. Don't hurt anybody. Let's just go ahead. Let's go ahead. Um, who are you, Lord? I asked. And the Lord replied, I'm Jesus, the one you are persecuting. He didn't say, I am Jesus, the one that those you are persecuting believe in. I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. Meaning that the persecution of the church at that time, Jesus is taking it personal. Okay, so he told him what the, what the, uh, and of course, we've talked about this, that Jesus was going to send him to the Gentiles um, to open their eyes that they may turn to darkness um, and a number of things. Let's just go. Uh, okay. Okay. Let's just go to verse 21. Some Jews arrested me in the temple preaching and they tried to kill me, but God protected me right up to this present time. So I can testify to everyone from the, the least to the greatest. I teach nothing except what the prophets and Moses said would happen, that the Messiah would suffer and be the first to rise from the dead. And this, and in this way, announce God's light to the Jews and the Gentiles alike. Suddenly, Festus shouted, Paul, you are insane. Too much study has made you crazy. Now, okay, Paul was just saying his experience. He was just sharing his experience. That's something about the word. I want you to share experiences with the word, about the word and your experience about Christ. Paul was just sharing his experience. And someone is saying, you are insane. Look at what he said. Uh, okay, 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 okay. But Paul, let me just read a few words. Let me, let me finish this chapter, then I will just paraphrase. But Paul replied, I'm not insane, most excellent festivals. What I'm saying is it's sober truth. 
And King Agrippa knows these things. I speak boldly, for I am sure these events are familiar to him, for they were not done in a corner. King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know you do. Agrippa interrupted him. Do you think you can persuade me to become a Christian so quickly? Paul replied, whether quickly or not, I pray that to God that both you and everyone here in this audience might become the same as I am, except for the change. Then the king and the governor, the king, the governor, Bernice, and all others stood and left. As they went out, they talked over and agreed. This man hasn't done anything to deserve death or imprisonment. And Agrippa said to Festus, he could have been set free if he hadn't appealed to Caesar. I'll come back to that. So now, Paul was just sharing his experience. And just from sharing his experience, someone was already feeling intimidated. He has just talking about what he went through and what Jesus and someone was. That's something about the word. The word carries, if your word carries fire, it carries life. You're just going to be talking in quote rubbish or sharing stories. There was there was a time in this part of the world, uh, in, in Nigeria, in the southwestern part of Nigeria, uh, there was this dogma of one state forever state that has always been, it goes and comes back in the 90s for those of us who were uh, old enough at that time. In the, in the early 90s, I think, or mid-90s, it was rampant. So, but a couple of years ago, I think before COVID, maybe three, four years ago, it was very rampant. So one of my, my mentors, who and when all these people who have this hyper grace, I call them hyper grace dogma, um, who had this hyper grace uh, uh, teaching. One of the things that is common to all of them is that they they respect nobody. They they are very rude. They are very they are, as in it's like something when you just follow that dogma, it, it there's an anointing to be rude and anointing to insult people that comes with it. So there was this young boy who was. Um, who was who was being uh, uh, counselled? Who was supposed to? His parents took him to one of my spiritual fathers. The guy was so rude to the father. I mean, to someone even if he's not as anointed as you. I mean, he's older than you. The guy was so so rude. Um, and the mentor was just speaking the word. Was preaching the word. Was just quoting the word. He didn't argue with him. He didn't. And after a couple of times, just. Speaking the word of God, speaking the word of God, just speaking the word, just speaking the word. The guy just stood up and prostrated. And the parents were like, what? What happened? And one lesson I learned from that is that just speak the word. There's power in the word. There's power in the word. And that was what changed that boy from being, from joining their uh, hypergrace, uh, whatever, hypergrace uh, 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 dogma. So there's power in the word. Paul was just speaking the word, or just preaching the word, or just sharing his experience. This is what God has done for me. This was my experience. This is what I'm doing. And someone is saying that you are insane. I mean, yeah, I'm just talking about what happened to me. <laughs> Do you understand? There's power in the word. There's power. Just keep sharing the word. Trust me, it's powerful. It carries power. And look at this, verse 32. And then I said, oh, you could have been set free if you hadn't appealed to Caesar. This is what the enemy always say. Hadn't been he has agreed to go to Jerusalem, they would have handed him over to the Jews who would have been killed. They would have handed him over to the Jews who would have been killed. Now, when they saw they couldn't catch him, now, uh, we would have set him free now if he had not appealed to Caesar. You know, the enemy just finds ways of, of 
delaying destinies of putting people on one spot. I pray that the, the, the craftiness or the whatever the enemy is trying to do against you and I will not come to fruition in the name of Jesus. Amen. So do we have questions? Uh, please type your questions, Facebook or Instagram. Uh, if you have questions, please type your questions uh, before we say the closing prayers. I hope we've learned one or two things. Uh, next week is going to be the last uh, uh, session for the book of Acts. Uh, because we're going to be doing chapters 20, uh, 25 and 26 uh, at that time. So we're going, I mean, going to be doing the final last two chapters, I mean, chapters 27 uh, and 20, I mean, chapters 27 and 28. Uh, that's the last two chapters of the book of Acts. And it will take or bring us to the end of this, um, bring us to the end of this very long and lengthy uh, discussion. Uh, in the absence of, of questions, uh, let's just say closing prayers. Let's just say prayers. Father, we thank you for this time. Thank you for this moment. Thank you, Lord, for teaching us today. Father, we ask, Lord, every craftiness of the enemy that wants to hold us in one spot. Father, Lord, we come against them in the name of Jesus. I pray, Lord, for everyone that listens to this, Lord. Uh, you meet them at their point of needs. The word will speak we bring light into your life in the name of jesus thank you father in jesus name we pray amen god bless you have a wonderful wonderful evening bye